Welcome to the Software People Stories. I'm Shiv. I'm Chitra. And I'm Gaiti. We bring you interesting untold stories of people associated with the creation or consumption of software-based solutions. You'll hear stories of what worked and sometimes what didn't. You will also hear very personal experiences and insights that would trigger your thoughts and inspire you to do even greater things. This is part two of my conversation with IT industry veteran Satyendra Kumar. In the first part, he had shared his early story of how he got into IT, his career, and how he built scalable teams and systems across organizations. In this conversation, we continue with his perspectives on when agile approaches are most suitable and how he approaches understanding an organization to enable change. When he starts with a business problem, and he shares a lot of experiential anecdotes in both these cases. He also shares his tips on addressing the data quality and quantity by looking at the metrics and identifying the right lead indicators. He also has a suggestion for the quality function to learn and evolve. And finally, talks about an upcoming book and gives us a sneak peek into what it takes to building excellent organizations. Listen on. Now, the other thing that you mentioned about scaling your own team, as well as when you are sharing these goals and so on, in a way, it is letting go of some of the control and then giving and the empowerment. Okay. Uh, in the past, we have had you know, discussions on this approach called Agile, which also stresses on team empowerment and then taking ownership and so on. So we haven't spoken about it for a while. So one, if you can share your perspectives on that and whether anything has changed over the years. Yeah. So uh, Shiv, I, uh, I'm a guy who uh, might sound sometimes very, maybe uh, too confident, which might to the extent of being rigidity, but I have been on the other hand, very analytical person. So if I find something which is good, I'm the first person to easily accept and move forward with that. Now, over years, definitely uh, in the agile uh, scenario, and I mean, I, I remember from the time, I think uh, I recall back as back as 2003, uh, I was a speaker on uh, software engineering conference in Australia. And uh, the, the gentleman, uh, there was a panel discussion and the, and the topic was heavy methodologies versus agile methodologies. I was told the same day, uh, the day of the panel, and they said, you are on the heavy methodology side. <laughs> okay. And uh, the guy who was headed soft, ThoughtWorks those years, I think very famous gentleman, I forget his name, in agile scenarios, uh, he was on the other member on the panel. So since that time, and we had a fantastic discussion at that point of time, uh, we had challenges in Infosys, everybody wanted Agile, a lot of youngsters wanted Agile. And till date, till date when I'm working with IT companies, so I've gone through a whole lot of a gamut of experience. My view is this, even today, I'm not against any approaches. My view is today, which is a 
driven from more of experience out of having seen them that agile methodologies are good for a certain context certain scenarios one is where uh, particularly especially on the product scenarios where day to day work you know uh, requires you to uh, either get get back to the, the person whom you are building the product whether senior management or actual customer uh, and therefore there are because the requirements keep evolving there's a iterative approach to to do that uh, but there is no very big critical hurry for the timeline number one okay these approaches do work out extremely well okay mm-hmm. uh because you don't have to you don't have to uh, really uh, design a, a very super process for this and if this approach and with the advent of devops and so on and so forth uh, and a number of uh, newer approaches there which are basically trying to push a certain amount of a, a process uh, with a view that you know it's not left out completely open and there are certain risks which also need to be handled Uh, and i think devops has done that part and very is project management also being talked about and etc etc so they were good but i still maintain that any critical scenarios any real time systems nuclear systems aircraft systems hot fuel systems i will still not touch it guy okay i would be very very reluctant maybe i may do in the uh, areas like which are hr or you know some other areas but definitely not for product even a product development so that's one part second part i i feel that uh, uh, the customized work which are our services work which is what indian lot of companies do in fees and all tcs of the world again you will have to be little careful there uh, you unless you have a good risk management approach superimposed on the agile okay then it could work probably better otherwise i see the first thing in any service scenario then and i can assure you as back as last year i was deployed employed by a company uh, don't want to name them they have a their own platform fairly large platform they have their own products globally and and their uh, their issues the problem statement to me was when it came to me that uh, some of our customers feel and the customers means they were customized on the platform okay just you so that we are overcharging that's the feeling and we have received few complaints so what do we do so i uh, looked into this company i talked to lots of project manager managers i talked to a lot of a engagement managers who get the work from the clients and they had a very large customers in us i think the issue came down to again how do you estimate and and they this they were virtually there were no very clear answers there were certain answers of course but there were no clear answers uh, neither at the bottom layer which is the back back end layer which is the project management side mm-hmm. nor on the front end side so when i, I had a discussions with the senior folks uh, and i said no i my intent is not to to come out of the methodology what you follow and i have nothing to do i'm 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 perfectly fine with that but i want to bring in certain elements there can these guys 
document the kind of work you do that is certain kind of a transaction or a screen or whatever you name it what is the average time does it take i'm not even going to heavy you know level 4 approach of cmm uh, where process capabilities need to be defined or nothing of the sort at least the simple things which need to be put down through their experience so that the engagement managers can use it. that happened in the company number 1 and by the way since then i have been last this was 3 years back every year i have to go and see whether which i recommended the approaches are working or not that so they they oh. every year i audit them audit in the sense just talk to them call them all project managers know me senior guys know me so i just have a discussions and they themselves say so i don't have to look at anything second thing i found there that this whole game of data which in our high heavy process companies we have is not properly you know kept track of or analyzed in the manner we analyze it so i said no i'm not doing heavy but let me see the effort data how do you really ensure this is people are shifted out of the project initially you estimate something new people join people go on leave and i was shocked to see that there was no connection between who is on leave or not on leave it's a 8 hours per day billing happens as per that and and so on you know it right now i've just given very simple examples but then what i want to say is agile is good provided and I, the way i look at it is risk scenario there are any situations where risks are depending on the risks where the risks are not too high not critical i'm fine to use agile which might reduce certain amount of a process work or certain amount of a sometimes bureaucracy set in in the companies that can be probably be reduced and therefore agile could be a good approach to handle that but wherever the risks are little higher kind you must put in a layer of risk management over these methods otherwise even till date i am working with a very large bank right and i am i'm shocked to see what's going on there i don't want to name at all there is a tussle between the very senior guys and the youngsters on the floor senior guys who have gone from iflex platforms or you know those kind of platforms or uh, infosys kind of platform they have 20 years experience 15 years experience they 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 just don't want to touch the jai they not been able to handle it whereas the youngsters are pushing it so i am in fact both sides is bringing them together and this is the approach i have taken there okay. that be open to it they have certain good things certain wonderful things and that the way i look at the jail is that you reduce certain amount of a process uh, kind of a work um, uh, etc etc certain documentations because the risk is not there why do you have to do it okay if most of the time process the even heavy process companies this is their problem today that processes when they get defined they don't look at the risks they define everything there they unnecessarily do too much of things there whereas there are only few things which need to be looked at from a risk for example i'll give you example this is two days back i was with the hotel reviewing them uh, quarterly the five star hotel and uh, i mean lately over years i have i have gone to too much on the risk side because i'm trying to marry the process and the risk and i'm a believer today that the process makes sense only if you know the risk mm. i mean you don't tell a doctor to how to use a stethoscope or how to take an ecg and write a process on that 
because he has the competencies to do that. There's no risk involved in it. So why the hell you have to write something on it? So uh, similarly, when some, a question was asked to me, uh, the, the hotel, because I groomed them up on the risk, there was some risk perceived by the operational guys that one of the cottages, two tiles have fallen. It's a beautiful hotel, beautiful property, two tiles have fallen. And there's a decorative tiles inside the, in the inside of the room. And therefore, they have immediately put that in the risk category. And they had naturally invited the, one of the builders and the, the, building, the guys who did the, the work, which was only three years back, they had completed the, the uh, outfit. And they wanted to find out what should we do. In this review, I make sure, I'm a, I'm a believer, as I said, in management reviews, no. I, unless the, the MD is sitting, unless whole corporate guys are sitting, HR head is there, the sales head is there, I don't get these reviews done. The review has no value otherwise. Two guys asked me, one of their senior guys head as well as uh, head of operations, that, uh, hey, uh, he told the operations guy, hey, guys, why just for a one-time incident in the last three years, why do you want to put in the risk? It looks bad. Suddenly, the, they turned to me, uh, what's your opinion? I said, issue is not one time or ten times. Issue is, does this have an appreciable risk, which can impact your business? Imagine in another room it happens, where another tile falls in when the guest is inside the room, and it becomes a, a newspaper story, you will mm. lose all your business. Mm. So, don't worry. First thing is you get immediately the guys who will have to figure it out whether these only the tiles which were a problem because they might have cracked or the issue is elsewhere somewhere else. And it's a larger issue. So look at the risk. So very often I find the processes get defined without even looking at them. And I think that is where coming back to the Agile story, Agile has lots of good stuff. But unless you look at the risks involved and the context in which you are applying it, it will be it will be completely wrong to say you can apply everywhere. And that is the way to go forward. Yeah, that's good. So this is also a good segue to get into the other theme you spoke about, about overall organizational or business excellence, where we do talk about uh, the impact or the outcomes or the value for the customer and how the processes need to be aligned, etc. Now, when you have been say associated with so many different business or domains where do you start to understand a business yeah earlier years when we used to work in companies we used to always were hired for either setting up you know earlier i'm talking 10 15 20 years back uh, generally you were hired uh, for either get me some certification of xyz so the standard was very clear. These are the requirements. And you start pushing those requirements into the, the guy's minds and push them. The standard wants it. Certification wants it. You have no choice. We had no concept of change management those years. The change management was only certification wants it. If you want to be certified, you better do it. Okay. But I think over years, uh, the last 10 years uh, or eight, nine years since I've come out of Infosys, the jobs come very differently. Okay. Jobs don't come for, I want uh, assessment for ball rage or assessment for ISO. No, they don't come. Uh, at least I get the businesses which I get is there is a business problem. That's how it starts to me. Okay. All my jobs have been 
somewhere it, it starts with that I have this kind of a problem. Okay. For example, uh, one company called me uh, last year, IT company, and uh, they said, uh, Kumar, uh, uh, their CEO discussed with me because I start from there. First thing, this is the first lesson. Don't start with the quality guy. Okay, because he might have called you. <laughs> okay, but you you may not get the access to CEO. But then, before going there, you you either figure it out yourself. What are their business problems? Are ask him questions or request him that you want to meet your senior guys. I don't just uh, take a job because quality guy wants something from me. No. So you start from the top. Secondly, when I went there. And, and had a discussion, and he was a very nice gentleman. Uh, it's a company of about 18,000 people, IT folks. Um, so he said, Kumar, uh, we are not just a, we are a part of a business. We have a larger business, and therefore we have this IT group, and we, larger business is global business, so we help out globally, uh, like any, any of the IT department of a business. So my, all my business guys are unhappy with me, with my team. All have one problem, day in, day out, I get thrashed with that you don't deliver on time. Naturally, his problem was on time delivery needs to be improved. And I'll complete this story, but this is the way I, every company when I go to today, I'm given a problem statement or given an area that we have not been able to understand what's going on here. Maybe we don't have the measurements, how to set up the measurements. So coming back to the previous one, when I asked him, can you give me a data of uh, what's your, in your mind, what's your on-time delivery today? How many projects, let's say 100 out of 100, you deliver on time? He said, I have no clue. And he looked at all his team, senior guys. This normal story. There's very known picture everywhere. Generally, I go to companies. Even his other guys, they all say, we don't have the data. Okay, sometimes you do good job, sometimes you do bad job. But to say what is my on-time day, I'm no good. So I said, okay, how do I help you now? Is it possible for you to get me six, seven of your project managers for 15 minutes during lunch time? He said, yeah. So during lunch, seven, eight project managers were called in, and I told them, guys, don't worry, your boss is not around. I'm the only guy around with you. One, one empty sheet I gave them. Don't write your name so you're anonymous. Just think from your recent memory of one year or two years or whatever and say project A, B, C, D, five projects which you recall. And against each project, you just write down how much was the overrun. Was it 10%, 20%, 40%, whatever. I had 75 projects data in 15 minutes. Wow. Analysis of that revealed that the minimum, the range of uh, their on-time delivery was running from 70 to 100% uh, delays. Minimum was 70%. Okay. Mm -hmm. And maximum was 100%. So I said, let baseline this. Now we can talk business. Okay. So if you have a business problem, understanding I think my whole discipline of whatever 20, 30, 40 years of understanding processes, I, I now understand to integrate that any business problem, a large piece of that is a process issue. 
a wrong process or competencies of the people or analysis somewhere that they don't analyze and alerts are not issued or they don't understand how to you know ongoing basis monitor things or project management so all that understanding i have been able to couple it very fast okay so if you do that and they see the gains with time they appreciate you they they want you more and more and that's how over years i don't talk about and that i'm going to talk about a you know something how to write a process or how to iso 9000 or i i don't have that language today anymore uh, my language is where is your business problem and let me study that business problem and let me figure it out where you going wrong and i can give you innumerable examples where each problem the larger piece of that is either somewhere a process somewhere a leadership or the change management and the advantage i get by starting from the top is that very often i find the solutions exist at the bottom layer they know the problem they know the solution but nobody hears them this senior management or senior middle senior management they take them lightly because these guy cry every day okay so what i do is i understand both and connect the pieces together that this is what is happening you guys know the problem this seems to be the solution it looks to be a good solution and when i convince the senior management they are ready to move forward so that's my role in by and large every company rather than teaching abc of the game <laughs> see i also seen the other side when there is too much data nowadays they say that because it is easy to capture or whatever but the quality of the data is a little suspect so how would you approach those yeah. kinds of situations yeah both are very pertinent points uh, shiva um and all 20 30 years last i have been dealing with both of them um the 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 first thing is most of the companies their measurement system if you review i provide this service in last two years i've done very large work for many large companies uh, i don't want to name very very large companies in bombay businesses not it and they were iso certified as back as in 70s or 80s 80s probably 80 late 80s was the first time they follow the they have wonderful processes so the my problem statement two years ago by them was that uh, you know kumar we have 200 process and something is wrong so when i went and looked at it and it took me two days to figure it out that they have not defined many times many companies don't define the process as a business process they pick up the pieces of i have no problem with picking up the pieces but can they connect the pieces in it language you may have a, uh, for a particular uh, life cycle a requirement design you know coding and testing process fine each of them components could be there but do i know this overall what is the capability of my overall process when i do x kind of a work where these components are applied and therefore in that company first thing i said let's connect all the pieces with the business processes and then we will have too many unnecessary processes we filter that out based on risk again i go back to why do we have to have that process a component if there's no risk involved and i think it was a job of uh, i just i don't personally do the work i advise the teams their teams get formed and 
Within a month, we brought it down to some 67 processes out of 200, oh. and, and it worked well. So that's uh, one piece, the, measure, uh, the process and the measurements. The second part of that, the same thing process, is the measurements, too many measurements get defined. I used a concept of throughout my life, and I teach also, that you may have for each process a certain measure, which is a data element. You may measure a certain data element, and you may have in your store. But what are the lead indicators for a particular business process when you're doing the work? If, if, if let's say I'm a sales guy and my revenues, uh, I've been given a target in six months to go, whatever, uh, 100 million. How do I, what are my lead indicators? Lead indicators could be pipelines of the business. Lead indicators could be the sales meetings I've had. Okay. So every scenario, whether it's a operational, whether it's execution, whether it's sales, you need to have lead indicators to track. You may have data elements, but the metrics part or the KPI part, which is what the top management looks at mm -hmm. at the end of the day, the goals are aligned to KPIs. Yeah. So are these KPIs connected with the, do you have the lead indicators for those KPIs? Mm. Focus on them. Rest all is unnecessary. Unless you want to measure something, you have certain strategies and you want to see success of that, they, that may help you to define certain measures. That mm -hmm. may need you to define certain measures. KPIs is a larger piece which, which pushes you to define certain measures. So each year, each few years, you need to look at your measurement system, which by and large, no company does. Mm. Maximum of them don't have the measurements. Okay, just some ad hoc pieces of data and you can use data mining tools, etc. A lot of data scientists have suddenly come up. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you can do that. But uh, I think the key is the fundamental there. If you don't handle fundamentally there, what is important for the company, whether from strategy angle, whether from risk angle, whether from uh, operational angle, um, or whether from customer angle, your measurements should be defined around them. Those should be analyzed rather than analyzing everything in the company. Since data scientists was mentioned by me, that's a very wonderful role which has come up and they are wonderful tools to be able to figure out some, you know, out of the noise, they can pick up a lot of things. But I honestly believe, I wish the, the data scientist was the role which quality discipline should have imbibed. Because statisticians or data scientists, anybody coming in and, you know, understanding that science, but they don't understand the context of the business. They don't understand the process, which is what the quality departments understand. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, quality functions, as I said in the beginning, have lost the zeal to really look at things differently, keep evolving, find new ways of doing things. And data scientists was one area, which even now, even if you have a data scientist, make them report to the quality functions, process functions. They will deliver a much higher value. Yeah, that's wonderful, Kumar. So before we close, I want to ask you if you would like to reveal some teaser or something about your upcoming book. I know it's probably still a little away. Is it too early? Or if you want to share something about what we can expect in that? Yeah, so uh, it was a dilemma to over many years of experience. and uh, uh, But I got persuaded by a close friend uh, I never wanted to write a book. So the book is uh, around excellence, fundamentally. 
that how do we build excellence in organizations? Any organization which is wants to sustain, survive for a long time and be profitable and, and you know grow and so on and so forth. I think excellence is the foundation of that fundamentally. Um, if the company's foundations are not good, they may do a great job for a few years and then they will vanish out. So I'm trying to focus in this book on uh, various so-called hidden aspects in companies which are never get talked about uh, very explicitly. Okay, and but they need to be there. Whether you look at companies, whether TCS or Infosys or or uh, G's of the world or uh, 3Ms of the world or Tata's for that matter of the world, what's there in those companies which makes them tick till date? I have uh, sort of focused on this theme. The book is not for, it is for anybody and primarily for any manager or leader or CXOs. Young CXOs, today's world, there's so much of startups are happening. They're very passionate and enthusiastic about certain subjects. But uh, uh, even if they are, they're good, but after a few years, I've studied so many startups, they miserably fail because of some very base, basic, simple reasons. So in this book, I've tried to address, uh, so far the book is, uh, uh, I don't know, it's just two, three months away. Uh, it's not yeah. very far away. And the final stages, I mean, sometime in August, September, we are September or October maximum planning to do that. Um, it's all a lot of stories, like I mentioned today. This is the way the book is written. Mm -hmm. It is not a textbook format. And it was harder for me because we guys in, in organizations, sometimes especially quality guys become too structured. And that's a textbook, textbook style. So I had to first let go of that and, and see a free flow of writing a, a book. So it's uh, written in that manner. Uh, uh, it's a, right now being titled as a elusive secrets of uh, you know building excellence in organizations. Okay. So, so hope uh, you know I on time release it. Yeah, as always, Kumar, it is uh, a pleasure to talk to you. And every time I get a lot of new ideas. And thanks for taking this time and sharing your story and your experiences. And all the best for your book. Thank you. Thank you very much, Shiva. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah. Thanks. We thank Siddharth for the music and Anita for promoting the software people's stories. If you like this episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcast client and spread the word in your network. If you'd like to share your story, contact us at podcasts at pm-powerconsulting.com.